Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You, you will save. You, you will save. Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner. Loose ball. It's good. Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness. Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. Justin from Owens Farms, thanks for joining us. I know Jack's not here today, but uh, he's a busy man. We can't, we can't control a busy man. I just appreciate you coming on here, and let's talk about some beef. You bet. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I'm a big beef guy. I think you know I'm all about grass-fed beef. Um, and people are probably like, what the hell is this episode they're doing <laughs> right now? But you, you've been a big supporter of us for since the show came out, and you've been always – giving us questions and everything. So I, I, I want to hear what you got to talk about yourself, man. No, thank you. And I mean, I appreciate the show because, man, we uh, back like in November, we got really sick and uh, I just binged your whole show. Start oh, to really? finish, like every single episode, it was just back to back to back. I was like, I'm just laying in bed and you and Jack, it was just the best. Oh, man. Hey, Jack, I, I'm blessed to have Jack as a, a co-host because the dude, he's organized and he gets things done. Surprisingly, he's organized for us, but he gets things done, man. And thank you for listening. And um, yeah. yeah, man, what kind of, where are you guys located? You guys are Owens Farms. Like, where yep. is that? So we're just south of Spokane, about five miles. So if mm-hmm. you go to the South Hill, five miles out on the Palouse Highway, like you're going out towards Valley Ford. Yeah. We're just right there, like the backside of Tower Mountain. And and what what is what are you guys doing over there in, in your farmland? So we, uh, we've got a couple hundred acres and uh, we raise Piedmontese cattle. So, what, uh, is, is that the magazine you guys sent me? Yeah, yeah. That 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 steer or what? And it's not even what is that? It, so what kind of cattle is that? So it's an Italian breed of cattle. They're a beef breed. Um, uh-huh. Historically, you know, you know, two hundred years ago, back in Italy, they were triple purpose. They used them for meat, milk, and work. Um, oh. But right now, the primary primary uses beef production well okay so we just had came in on the show and he was talking about wagyu beef now what is the difference between wagyu beef and your beef is my question they are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum so where wagyu really gets its notoriety is from how marbled the fat is within the beef 
Oh, and I was just talking about fat too. <laughs> go ahead, keep go, keep it going. No. Marble so is the best part <laughs> about any steak, so I need to hear this real quick. Okay. All right. So Piedmontese is at the complete other end of the spectrum. It is totally lean, but it's the most tender beef, and uh, it it doesn't make sense, but. They are, this breed is completely unique. Uh, they have a gene that's inactive mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, you know, a gene kind of like the difference between brown eyes and blue eyes. It's just a gene is on or off. Um, but what it does is the diameter of the muscle fibers is smaller. So you end up with a more densely packed muscle uh, across the whole body. And then what makes it tender is the connective tissue between the muscle fibers is hair-like. It's almost non-existent. So when you're eating beef and it's tough, yeah. it's not the, the muscle fibers, it's the connective tissue that makes meat tough. So that's why you need, in conventional beef, fat to break up the connective tissue to make it more palatable and tender. This breed is more tender naturally without any fat. So would now as a basketball player and athlete, <laughs> would this be better for you? Or like is this better for you as um as something to regenerate your muscles or how does that work? Would this it- is definitely one of the healthiest meats on the planet. Like Comparable to skinless chicken, turkey, swordfish, salmon. It's low in cholesterol, low in saturated fat, elevated levels of omega-3 and omega-6. Like It's the only beef that's endorsed by the American Heart Association. Really? Truly. Now, <laughs> now I'm picturing the, the way you're making this, this bowl or... Are you guys one of those like bulls you see on like Instagram that is like dumb, over muscled, and can barely walk type deal? Is that what it looks like? I'm so picturing that's... <laughs> that's what I'm picturing is this massive, okay. like muscular, and you're like, how do you eat that? So is that what kind? Of, is that what? <laughs> is that what I'm picturing right now? A little bit. Uh, usually when people are thinking of like double muscled and extremely muscled cattle, Mm -hmm. uh, those images are usually Belgian blue cattle Mm -hmm. and those are basically a man-made composite. They took the largest animals of beef breeds and they just kept breeding them and crossing them until they got the animal they wanted. And now it's a breed in and of itself but that breed is muscular because it has a deletion of 12 base pairs on its. Okay. You lost me on deletion. (laughs) So essentially. Yeah. Layman's terms over here, big fella. (laughs) So essentially they're more muscled because part of their DNA is missing. The, the portion that regulates muscle growth. So they end up having well over 20% more muscle production. Um, but those animals don't really, 
breed as well. Like you have to schedule C-sections for those. Yeah. You're creating these like bulldogs of, of the cow industry. Basically it's not, it's not practical. I have a, you know, boogie. I look at this dog and he doesn't even look practical. He's not practical to do anything. So I'm picturing this bull being, it's just, just built for look. Right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pretty impressive, but where Piedmontese are different, they're born really smooth, you know, not really muscled up. And so they're a really workable breed. Um, the bulls can weigh over 3000 pounds. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, At maturity, it- like, like at five years old, done growing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like me. <laughs> um, like, no, uh, damn three. So how many bulls do you have? So we, I mean, we probably have two bulls that we use on our cows for cleanup duty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've clean got up, about do, clean up duty. What is this? Clean up duty. I gotcha. Okay. So, so what, what we do on the farm is a really tiny part of the beef industry. Like you've got the backgrounders that feed out the cattle before they're harvested. You've got cow calf operators that raise the calves that eventually become beef. And then you've got seed stock operators, which is me. And that's where we're sending our bulls to performance tests to see which ones grow the most efficiently, eat the least amount, you know, good fertility, essentially who's going to grow the best and perform the best in the feed yard. Oh, so you're like a scientist. So you got like a lab over there doing like testing on these bulls that are just freaks basically. Yeah. I mean, we, we do all AI artificial insemination and then uh, we also do embryo transfers. Uh, so it's like using surrogate cows. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. And how many cows do you have that you put these two bulls to work on? <laughs> we, <laughs> I think we've got like 120 mother cows right now. Uh, we used to have like 150, 160 surrogate cows. Mm-hmm. And as we've done more and more embryo transfers, uh, now we have about 80 uh, full blood Piedmontese cows 100% is full blood like so if they've ever been crossbred if they've ever been crossbred you don't really call them full bloods okay okay now are you guys the only one like how what is the Montrese is it what I'm saying that right Montrese Piedmontese. Piedmontese. Are you guys the only ones in in the country or are there a bunch of, there's tons of them over throughout the country? There's some, it's a really small breed. If you compare Piedmontese to Angus. Oh yeah. No, there's no question. My boy, Kenny, (laughs) he has, I don't know how many, he's listening to this and he's going to be bitching the whole time talking about (laughs) Angus is better. I already know Kenny's listening. Um, but so you guys feed them a corn fed diet or a grass fed diet, or does it really matter? Cause I know that's a big thing in the bull and or the cow industry, right? The, the yeah. beef industry is beef or grass fed. And, mm-hmm. um, I know that our last, my 
the last guy that was on our episode, um, Tim Dave Francesco, he always pushed grass fed beef and it's mm-hmm. better for us. And what is, if to our listeners, what would mm-hmm. be the difference between those? Or is there no different or is it, or is that a conspiracy? I mean, thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we dealing no, with I mean, conspiracies now? There is a difference. Uh, and it, I think a lot of it comes down to an individual's palate. Like if you grew up eating, I don't know, game meat, like moose or venison, your palate is probably more developed for grass fed beef. Mm-hmm. And if you grew up, you know, eating steak in restaurants and grocery store meat, you're probably going to have a more developed palate for grain finished. Okay. Um, I think that's like, the difference that I explain to people when they're asking me, you know, when we do sell beef, if they're like, well, do you have grass fed or grain fed? I mean, we can do both. It's just kind of what you enjoy eating. Right. Um, Yeah. Now is that, is that proven to be like better beneficial to eat grass fed or is it just a taste thing? I mean, there's definitely lower fat, lower cholesterol. Feeding them grain the last, I don't know, six months uh, as a part of their diet. Like grain never makes up 100% of the diet. Right. You know, it's always added in and they scale it up as they get closer to the harvest state. Um, So, I mean, by the end, they might be eating 20 pounds of grain a day but they still have access to grass or alfalfa. Okay. So with the, the grass fed, you'll have, yeah, lower cholesterol, lower fat. You'll probably have a little higher omega-3 from the grass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it sounds, oh, oh, it sounds so good. Just the <laughs> steak sounds so good. Now, okay, we had a, a big debate yesterday during a Monopoly game that I won. and. Um, that debate was how to cook a steak because there's some people out here who just butcher beef on the grill. And from a man who raises cattle, what am I dealing with and how do I cook a good, because I'm already got the red wine coming. So my question is what do I need to do to cook your steak the right way? If I had your steak, if you had, if you had my steak, I mean, there's people that, Literally, they will heat the pan up, throw the steak on, sear it on one side, flip it over, sear it on the other side. That's all they're going to do. Oh, it's like that, practically oh, raw inside. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, yeah. That, you, <laughs> you, wait, you're not a raw guy? I'm not. I've, I've had uh, raw meat. I've had uh, raw ground beef in Italy, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. It was it was different. It was really good. They let me uh, use some lemon, squeeze yeah. a little lemon juice on it, and that was that made the difference for me. <laughs> oh, I so wait, 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 wait. You went to Italy to go check these cows out, or how is that yep. what you did? You explain. Yep, yep. So, so I mean, the cattle are originally from Italy, northwestern. Uh, you know, if you go to Turin and then go a little further west there's just tons of Piedmontese breeders around there. So we went to the national headquarters. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, uh, we got engaged on the trip and uh, 
it was just great to meet the ranchers over there and just see their system because it's completely different than in the U.S. What, what, in what way? Like there's a lot of farms where their cattle never see any pasture their whole lives. Like they live in these big barns because where the Piedmontese cattle are at is also wine growing country. So you go up on this ridge and on one side, it's just vineyards as far as you can see. And then the other side, it's cornfields. So the, the land, the supply of land just isn't there to right. use pasture. So there, yeah, you just have a bunch of cooped up animals or. Yeah. And it, I mean, they all have enough space and they're all clean, which is amazing. They've just figured out how to design the floors, design the buildings to where when they put bedding in, it just keeps everything clean. It's amazing. I mean, these, these cows are living luxury lives. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. It's plush. And they live in the same groups of cattle their whole lives. Like when they introduce, when they take out a cow for age or whatever, and they introduce a replacement heifer, they'll put her in with one group, see how the (laughs) social dynamics are. If it doesn't work, they move her to another group and another group until they find the fit. These cows are these cows are uh, too clicky over here. I'm gonna move oh, yeah. them to this pasture. Is that how they wait? A little bit. So they they actually treat their cows with a little bit of respect, unlike mm-hmm. over here where we're just like, oh, it's just a steer. Put it down. Pretty a little. Much. I mean, they're they're definitely. I think because they need all the cattle to be really calm. They're all right. in a confined space. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> no, I just, I can't, I, I'm just having a hard time fathoming a, a cow. I guess they don't eat a lot of beef over there as well. So cows live longer or no? No, I mean, so with this breed, typically you'll harvest at like 18 months. And uh-huh. I think over there, they usually harvest at 16 months because this breed grows faster. Um, when you harvest, you'll probably dress out or, or you know, have uh, at the end of it 20% more meat at the end of the deal. Man, all this yeah. steak talk. I'm just, I'm having, a, I'm having a nice medium rare steak with some red wine tonight because of all this. I'm just, oh man, I, we got to change something because you said you had some Gonzaga stories that you really wanted to say or talk oh, about. Oh, just, I feel like everybody's got, everybody in Spokane has got at least I was one spit them out, story. man. Go ahead. What's your <laughs> Gonzaga story, man? All right. So, so my, my love affair with Gonzaga started like, around the time of the, you know, first couple runs in the tournament. But uh, at the time, my uncle was working at the U.S. Post Office in the licensing division. So when you go and you see stamps with Looney Tunes or Batman, he was the one working with the studios or the families to get the rights. Well, uh, Bigger Phelps, the head coach of Notre Dame, was on a citizen advisory committee for a series of stamps and they were having a dedication in Spokane in 2000 or 2001 mm-hmm. and you know Gonzaga's kind of getting on the national radar at that point and Digger really wanted to meet Mark Few 
So my uncle had graduated from Gonzaga and he made a couple calls and they came in uh, early, I think, before the stamp dedication and they got to meet Mark Few. Well, this t-shirt Mark Few gave to my uncle and my (laughs) uncle's not, you know, basketball fan or anything. So he gave it to me and it's like, man, this, every game I go to, that's your shirt. That's my shirt. I've worn this down in uh, McKeon Pavilion at St. Mary's. My wife's an alumni there. Sorry. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, but at least you're rocking the Coach View shirt. And it, you guys you guys look like you wear the same size, too. So that worked perfectly. It did. <laughs> perfect, man. Hey, well, Justin, how do we get a hold of you if people want to, uh, you know, get some beef? You know, uh, I will say we don't raise a lot for beef. Every now and then we'll cull an animal or we'll raise a couple to feed out. So like this year, I think we harvested, I don't know, 10, which isn't hardly any. Uh, and we sold it out all out within a couple weeks. So if they want to get a hold of us, like we're on Instagram with at uh, Modern Farmer USA or uh, OwensFarms.com. Okay. Because I know Kenny from Jordan, Montana really wants to, he'll probably end up calling you talking about his Angus is better than your Montrese. But, you know, um, I really appreciate it. And Jack and I really appreciate you coming on the show and being a big supporter. It's been great. You know, I know probably I'm going to get sidetracked already. I'm getting sidetracked. Okay. Real quick, before I get cut off and forget what I was about, has this whole crazy thing affected the beef market before I get cut off? Really? Yeah. A lot of uh, processing facilities have been shut down. You know, employees have come down with COVID. And so across the country, some pretty large facilities have had to put any kind of processing on hold. So I've heard like beef prices could go up, you know, 40 cents, 45 cents a pound, you know, this by this fall, just because the available supply isn't there. So you're telling me I need to buy another half cow before and, this gets, I already have a freezer well, full of half cow now. And, and here's the other surprising thing. I had people buying beef and uh, they couldn't buy freezers all the freezers were sold out. They were looking at getting them shipped over from New York. Really? Really. So I need to get some beef and call Owens Farms to get some beef from (laughs) y'all, even though you don't have cows right now that are ready to be eaten. But that's where I'm going to get my next half cow. Yeah, next year. Next year we'll have, uh, let's see, I think we'll have four or five head that we'll be going to start feeding out. Well, I need to get another half cow because I'm all pressured. Justin, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Be safe out there. And if you need anything from us, you're more than welcome to just holler. You bet. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Oh, man, no worries. Anytime, brother. You know anybody wants to promote anything, I'm always willing to give, brother. So have a good one, man. Thank you, too.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.